Welcome to Dig This, NUCA's podcast and our fifth episode. I'm Robert Baylor, Director of Communications at NUCA, and with me is Zach Jordan, our staff writer and podcast engineer. Hey, Bob, I'm glad to be here. June was Trench Safety Month for NUCA and the industry, so we decided to devote the show to this very important topic. June saw our sixth trench safety stand down and the introduction of NUCA's new STAR program to increase and recognize company safety programs. We'll talk about the NUCA STAR program in the second segment with Mike Flowers, NUCA's safety director. June also saw NUCA's first appearance at the Skills USA Texpo competition in Atlanta, Georgia. NUCA's strategic plan includes increasing our workforce development programs to address the current employee shortage in the industry and develop the next generation of proud ditch diggers. Jesse Waltz, NUCA's Workforce Development Committee Director, and yours truly spent the week in Atlanta talking to some very skilled young men and women about careers in the industry, building their local communities, and our civilization. We're also involved in the fight in Washington to stop the suspension of the federal gas tax. The Biden administration, seeking to relieve consumers of some of the increased cost of fuel, has proposed suspending the tax for several weeks. However, that money is being directed towards the Highway Trust Fund, which finances the nation's infrastructure projects. We'll have more on that fight in future editions of NUCA at Work, our bi-weekly email newsletter. If you aren't receiving it, give NUCA's membership department a ring at 703-358-9300 or an email to NUCA at NUCA.com and we'll get you back on the list. And Bob, let's take a moment out to thank everyone who participated, both member and non-member alike, in the 2022 Trench Safety Standout. As newer members may not realize, this program was started in 2016 by legendary NUCA safety expert George Kennedy to raise industry-wide awareness about being safe in and around the trenches, and over the years has grown to involve OSHA, NUCA's national partners, thousands of company participants, and even municipalities in fire and rescue across the country. We're confident that all who took part in the event walked away with valuable, potentially life-saving information, which is a testament to your culture and commitment to safety. This year's program, generously sponsored by NUCA National Partners United Rentals, as of July 2nd, received reports from 225 companies instructing 15,000-plus employees at more than 1,300 job sites. As we expect to receive many more reports from members over the weeks ahead, those numbers should increase uh, when we get the final reports by late July, early August. If you haven't sent in your TSSD report, please do so as quickly as possible. We'll start sending out certificates and the 2022 helmet stickers next month. Thanks again for your participation in this year's TSSD, and we look forward to doing it again next year in June. Thanks, Zach. Let's jump right into the first segment of this month's Dig This Podcast. I wrote a column for Utility Contractor Magazine called Safety Works, where I highlight our year's safety award winners. When Zach and I held our editorial meeting to plan out this month's podcast, I immediately knew I wanted to interview Bob Samanis, Safety Officer Failinger Construction in Shavertown, Pennsylvania. Failinger has won safety awards from NUCA almost every year since 2014. I've written about his company's program twice, and now he has a program each member could find something to use in their own. I contacted him, and Bob generously agreed to be on Dig This. As an added bonus, he participated in the interview from a job site in his part of Pennsylvania. I love field interviews because that's where the magic happens in our world. I'm here today with Bob Samanis, Fellinger's safety officer. Thanks for joining us during Trench Safety Month to discuss your award-winning safety program. Glad to be here. Each year, you've won one of NUCA's safety awards since 2014, which is an extraordinary accomplishment. Can you give our listeners an overview of your safety program? 
Sure. Um, I guess I'm going to start with uh, our employees. Um, we have about 30 core employees that have been with us for quite a few years. But uh, being that we're working in the natural gas industry up here, sometimes we need to add at least maybe 30 to 40 more employees during the course of the year. So um, that sometimes poses a problem because uh, you hire that many employees, you kind of like better know where they come from and how many, you know, if they had any safety training or whatever. So basically uh, what we do is um, before anybody starts or we, we hire anybody and they start on our job sites, they have to go through safety orientation with me and it's a one-on-one -on -one basis. Uh, during that period of time in that safety orientation, I asked them uh, questions about their background. Where did they come from? What kind of work did they do? Who, uh, who did they work for? And usually if they, if they bring up a couple companies that they worked for, and if I know that they had a good safety program, okay, fine. But some of these companies up here, they do not have a good safety program. So that's a red flag that throws up. Uh, which means that they're going to have to be uh, uh, gone through training or get mentored. Um, so the safety orientation actually is very, very important. Gives me a good idea on the background of the employees that we're going to hire. Also, we apply, you know, we, we give our employees all the proper PPE, the hard hat, safety glasses, safety vest, gloves, and, you know, they have to wear them on every job site. And so during the course of this safety orientation, uh, which takes, you know, a few hours, you know, in the morning when I, when I talk to them, I trying to stress to them uh, the very importance of understanding how dangerous utility construction is and that they must follow our rules and regulations in order that everybody that we hire and everybody that works for us is going to go home safe at the end of the day. That's very important. So, um, sometimes we'll get employees that want to buck the system a little bit, you know, and they don't want to maybe wear their hard hat all the time or their glasses or whatever. We don't have a three strike rule. We'll tell you once, but the second time you're out of here, you're gone. So, which has really worked very well for us. Uh, our employees know that we're very, very serious about safety. And, um, uh, it, like I said, our employees that we have right now, um, uh, we have a real, really good group of employees that really follow, you know, our safety uh, rules and regulations. If we have, say, young young kids, like 18, 19, 20 years old, right out of high school, no experience, um, we'll hire them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, during that orientation, I'll find that out, you know, if they have any experience or not. And we'll hire them. We'll give them a red hard hat, which means that they are a short service employee. And they have a short service sticker, you know, on their hard hat so that during the course of the year, they're going to go with maybe uh, we might have a half a dozen different crews out there. So if they end up on any one of those crews, the foreman know that this guy has a red hard hat. Okay, he's going to have to be mentored by somebody that has experience on that crew. And this happens throughout the course of the year. It's not only just like a couple week thing, but uh, that depends if they're going to lose that. Uh, short service status, it might take maybe six months if they're really good at it, but uh, they have to be uh, they have to be mentored at least one year with with, with somebody on the crew, and uh, you know that's worked really well for us too. I mean that's a really good start for these young employees. Then actually, you know, with somebody that doesn't know much about 
you know, construction. I mean, once we start, you know, getting them under our wing and mentoring them, we're, we're training them the way we want to train them. And, you know, they're going to follow the safety rules that, that we put out. So yeah, that's been really successful with us. And um, all our employees, too, they're, uh, they're required to um, go to our weekly company safety meetings, which is uh, um, a very job-specific meeting. Um, usually uh, we'll have maybe three or four jobs going at the same time, but the process of uh, construction is the same on all of those jobs. So actually it is job-specific, but job-specific for all those jobs. And uh, that, that's a requirement. They have to be there at that, at that job meeting because we pull a lot of our questions and our, our concerns from our, um, um, we have a uh, safety committee meeting that meets once a, once a month, but uh, they do a lot of research during the course of that month to bring up topics that we can talk about, you know, on our company safety meetings. I wrote about your company last year for a safety works column, Utility Contractor Magazine, and was impressed with the depth of your safety program and protocols. Can you describe what you do each week to promote your safety culture to your employees? Sure. Um, like I said, each week we have a, uh, a company safety meeting, and uh, that addresses any hazards or uh, you know safety issue pertaining to each project and uh, that we're currently working on. In these meetings, at these meetings, we encourage our employees to take part in that meeting and uh, to express their opinions and concerns about safety issues. And uh, this cooperation really has exceeded my expectations because we get, we get great participation from our employees, even the younger guys um, that are really starting to catch on. And, uh, you know, they, they bring up a lot of topics at the safety meetings, which is very helpful. And, um, I'm the safety director for the company, and we added another safety officer, which uh, has been a big help over the last couple of years because we have so many jobs and they're stretched so far apart. And uh, we, both of us, do daily on-site job inspections, safety inspections. So uh, we're there every day to, to, to help them out, you know, to take their concerns and to talk about, you know, safety. NUCA's top priority is safety. Are there NUCA of Pennsylvania and NUCA national programs and events that you've used to train and promote safety to your employees? There is a, uh, a one called Safety Day, um, which is Pennsylvania one call Annual Safety Day. Uh, it's only once a year, but it's held in uh, Wilkes-Barre. And um, we encourage our employees, especially this foreman, um, to go and attend that, that day. Uh, it's sponsored also by NUCA, and uh, it's very, very informative. There's a lot of uh, learning sessions on uh, confined space, excavation, trench safety. Um, uh, there's an OSHA instructor there that will answer your questions concerning if there's any clarification on any rules or regulations. And uh, we have a, um, a local uh, power company that sets up a tra trailer there with a nice big generator and um, they have telephone lines there, and they, they actually give a good demonstration on, um, you know, to be aware of the respect for uh, power lines and when you're working around them and how dangerous they are. The Nuka Safety uh, articles that come out, I pull some of that out of there, and I take, make copies of it and make handouts for the guys. And uh, we talk about maybe something that happened to other companies that maybe injuries that have happened, and uh, that's a learning tool for us. So. Um, that's been helpful. 
And how was your uh, trench safety stand down uh, week event? Oh, it was good. Uh, as a matter of fact, we did have two jobs that were going on at the same time, and uh, we were doing some excavation there and whatever. And uh, we had a, we had good meetings at both of them. We had a lot of participation this year, and we're uh, still waiting for a lot of the um, reports uh, and uh, photographs to come in as well, too. For my last question, I wanted to ask, is Fanwinger going to be receiving another NUCA Safety Award for 2022? I hope I can look forward to writing another Safety Works column about your company next year. Well, well we're on track to get that. Um, <laughs> so far, we're doing really well. But, uh, you know, as everybody knows, sometimes there's conditions out there that beyond our control. Um, maybe mechanical failures on a machine or something that could cause an injury. So, uh I'm looking forward to, as as we're going right now, yeah, I think we're going to be all right, and uh, we're going to get another award. I hope so. I hope so. Where can members go to find out more about your safety program? Uh, There is something on our website, Failinger Construction LLC, um, but that hasn't been updated in quite a few years. So if they want to know anything more, they could contact me. Uh, My number is area code 570-332-8302. Or they can get me on email, which is uh, B, Bob Samanis. It's B, Samanis, S-A-M-A-N-A-S, at Failinger, F-E-H-L-I-N-G-E-R, construction.com. Anything to share with other contractor members or advice? I think what's really worked for us uh, is just being more, uh, I think, concerned with employee involvement in safety. There's too many times when I think we sit at a meeting or we have maybe a PowerPoint and we're trying to go through something and everybody's sitting there um, like half asleep. And I think a a one-on-one conversation between employees and you, I think that brings about a a lot more concern about safety and it it makes them feel like you're more uh, concerned about them and their safety. So, uh, that's really worked good for me anyway. So much of safety turns out to be communication. Right. And once it's communicated, uh, you know, inculcating that into themselves and, and you know, trying to live it as, as best as possible every single day you're on the job site. Yep. Bob, thanks very much for your time today to join us on Dig This. Great. Glad to be here. You can read more about Failure Construction Safety Program in the May-June 2022 issue of Utility Contractor Magazine. Each NUCA member receives a printed copy of our membership magazine. Our magazine is also available digitally from Nuka.com, found under the Publications tab. At Nuka, safety is our top priority. Our safety programs exist for each Nuka member and each of their employees. Excavation could be a very hazardous undertaking, and this industry spends millions of dollars each year to minimize the risk found on their job sites. To help each NUCA member understand their safety programs and their company's safety environment, NUCA introduced this June our new STAR program. STAR, which stands for Safety, Training, Awareness, and Recognition, was developed by industry safety experts to help each participant evaluate and update their company's safety program and practices. STAR will also deliver public recognition for their safety program and their level of accomplishment. NUCA members who volunteer to participate should see lower incident rates and accidents across the board. Mike Flowers is NUCA's Director of Safety, Education, and Training and is the administrator of the program. He joins us today to discuss the program and share some details about its parameters and individual goals. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. 
Mike, my first question is, what is the Nuka Star program? So the Nuka Star program is really, uh, it was a brainchild of Doug Carlson, the CEO. He, um, he approached me and Chris Barrett and said he had this vision of a safety program that he wanted uh, Nuka to undertake. So through uh, months of preparation and research, uh, a lot of meetings, uh, the Nuka Star program was developed. Now, as you mentioned earlier in the introduction, the Nuka Star program uh, stands for the Safety Training and Awareness and Recognition. So <clears throat> with that, like you said, it could uh, help companies lower incident rates. But really, what the Nuka Star program is to, uh, it's kind of a checks and balances for uh, members to evaluate their safety program. Um, under the uh, Star program, there's, there's four specific areas that we, we focus on, uh, leadership, culture, uh, procedures and rec- records and data management. Um, under those four core areas, there are subsections uh, and point, let's say it's point uh, evaluation process, either be a four, uh, six, eight, or uh, ten. And there are specific guidelines that members can uh, go through and check and then evaluate their program. How long does it take to complete the safety analysis? Well, that's the beauty of the STAR program. Uh, It can take as little or as long as the member uh, wants. There is no time frame on it. Once you open up the the online submission, um, you can click out and save and start where you finished at. So depending on how in-depth your safety program, it could take as little as a day to a month. And with that being said, um, that's a time where companies can – uh, when they evaluate their safety program, they can make improvements. So say that they fall into the six-point category in a particular uh, uh, category. So if they read the eight and the 12-point criterias, they can make adjustments to their safety program and improve at that point. So it's kind of uh, the companies can, can, self, can improve their programs while doing the self-evaluation. So, again, it could take as little as a day uh, to a month or longer. It's really how much you want to invest in uh, the evaluation process. Who will be reviewing the self-certification? So, the self-certification, once members submit their application, it will go to the NUCA Star Review Committee, which will consist of myself, uh, Kirk Blomgren, who is the chairman of the Safety Committee, and Julie Hansen, who works with uh, safety training consultants out of Tampa, Florida. At that point, I'll delegate um, either myself or hand it off to Julie or Kirk. And at that point, they will have 10 business days to review the application. That could take longer if one of the members of the review committee requests supporting documentation to uh, check a particular area. It just depends on how fast a member hands that paperwork back. But as a general rule, rule, we have 10 business days to review and then send back to the uh, submitting member. Where do members sign up for the NUCA STAR program? Members can go to the NUCA website and under the uh, NUCA STAR drop-down, you'll find instructions on how to submit your application. The good thing with this is there's both an electronic version and paper version uh, of the NUCA STAR program. Uh, This is where also where members can find more details um, and more clarification on the STAR program and the parameters of the evaluation process. What will participation do for a member's safety program, and how can they put it to their best use? 
Well, again, the STAR program was developed for companies to evaluate and update their safety program. And when I say evaluate their safety program, what I mean by that is to see uh, where you might be deficient in an area. And it's not to your own fault, but when you see it in paper, and this program was developed and there was a lot of thought and there was a lot of uh, uh, leaders in the safety industry that, that helped develop this program. So it's not a knock on your company if you're deficient in an area, but it's a, it's a way for you to evaluate it and implement those policies. On the other hand, it's to see how well your safety program is and you might be excelling in an area. The thing with the STAR program is it's not a competition between companies. Safety is about sharing information and, uh, and training, and it's a team effort. And with the STAR program, uh, again, it's, it's an evaluation, and it's a way for companies to promote safety amongst their top leadership all the way down to the employee just walking through the door. At the end of the day, the implementation of the STAR program is the goal is for every employee to uh, go home to their family safely every night. Mike, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. And again, we're really excited about the NUCA STAR program, and uh, I think it's going to be uh, a great success moving forward. You can find out more about NUCA STAR and its program materials at NUCA.com slash NUCA STAR, N-U-C-A-S-T-A-R. Next month, we're going to be talking about the industry's supply chain crisis with an industry expert and get an update on what Washington is doing to alleviate these material crunches. I can't believe the year is half over, and with more NUCA events ahead in the fall and our national elections, we're going to have a lot more interesting people to hear from on this association's podcast. We're always looking for your thoughts and feedback, so if you had some topic suggestions you'd like to see us cover and dig this, please send them to Zach or me at nuca at nuca.com. And that wraps up our fifth podcast, Zach. We're having fun with this, aren't we? Nowhere else I'd rather be. Thanks for your time today to listen to Dig This, Nuka's official podcast. Remember, safety first, always in our work. <laughs>